0: You're listening to Smug Money, the only podcast in the UK that will tell you how to make your money something to be proud of. It's brought to you by Good With Money and I'm Rebecca O'Connor, your host. In this episode, the first ever Smug Money, we're talking to sustainable investment experts from Lion Trust, an asset manager from their offices in the West End of London. Peter Michaelis, Head of the Lion Trust Sustainable Investment Team, and Harriet Parker, Investment Analyst on the team, will tell us why it matters where you choose to invest, as well as where your money is currently invested, even though you may not know it. They will also tell us about the different approaches to sustainable investment and how to do it. Incidentally, it's also Good Money Week this week, the one week in the year where everyone gets a bit excited about this stuff. So, welcome, Peter and Harriet, and a very big thank you for being our smug money guinea pigs. Harriet, more and more people, apparently, in this country are choosing to invest rather than save, including more millennials and more women. Why is it so important, do you think, that they choose sustainable investments over mainstream options?
1: Uh, Well I think we're all acutely aware of some of the global challenges that we face so um, from plastic pollution, climate change, water shortages, all pretty hard and uh, scary things when you look at it but also I think we've got a very good understanding of what we need to do uh, in order to move to a more sustainable economic model and so this involves making things safer, uh, healthier and also more efficient in the way that we use natural resources for instance and that's where we need to move to and when we look at that we realise that actually we need huge investment to get to uh, that place so for me, it makes very good sense um, uh, that we invest in companies uh, that are enabling this shift to a more sustainable economic model. And I think that historically, um, investors have tended to underappreciate the speed and the scale and the persistency of these trends in the economy and therefore have tended to under um, underestimate the earnings potential. Companies that are aligned to these trends. So, how we invest today really does shape uh, the world that we'll live in tomorrow. And I think that investing sustainably can generate um, strong investment returns.
0: Thanks very much. Um, Peter, can you describe what sustainable investment is in practice?
2: Yeah, it's actually uh, quite simple. There are three real strategies used within sustainable investment. The first is sometimes termed ethical investment where you're negatively excluding certain controversial industries. So these would typically be gambling, arms manufacturer, tobacco, uh, increasingly avoiding fossil fuel companies. And those strategies are, are sort of defined by what they don't invest in. Uh, sustainable investing then evolved and the second strategy has become much more uh, prevalent, which is investing positively in certain sectors, which as Harriet said are those which are really um, creating the more sustainable solutions of the future. So environmental technologies, renewable energy, healthcare, um, safety technologies. uh, And is positively allocating capital to those areas. And these strategies are defined by what they do invest in. Um, And then the final element, the third element, is um, sort of termed engagement. It's where, as owners of capital, uh, the uh, asset manager will go and talk to companies and engage with companies on issues like um, uh, supply chains so clothing supply chains and making sure there's no not child labor in them, health care, making sure uh, uh, companies are supplying the right drugs to the right places, um, tax transparency. So as these three strategies are uh, all part of the sustainable investment offering and funds you all. Find as well as as our sustainable future funds are combine all three elements: avoidance, positively investing in in these strong structural trends, and engagement too.
0: Okay, now with my cynical hat on, that sounds like a lot of boxes to tick, Um, and it sounds like maybe you're you know you're shrinking the investable universe quite a lot. Um, Could you give us some examples of companies that meet all of the criteria that you've just outlined?
1: Yeah. So. uh, when we were talking a little bit more uh, about uh, plastic pollution, um, uh, one of the companies that we hold in the funds is called Aquafil, and it's uh, it's got this innovative approach to taking uh, post-consumer uh, nylons, those things like fishing nets and carpets, and recycling it into a product called Econil, which, which can be used for lots of different um, uh, uh, uses. So that's one company that's taking a, a real challenge and turning it into um, you know, a profitable business.
0: Okay. And are these companies riskier because they are quite new um, or, you know, maybe emerging technologies, things that haven't been around for a long time? Do, we, do you have to um, look at the risk profile of what you're investing in a bit more closely?
2: You, you definitely have to look at the risk profile of, of what we're, of, of where you're investing with any investment selection. We would, we would say that actually if you're a company which is developing a product for which there's going to be more demand in the future you're less risky uh, than if you're a company that's depending on the future being the same as it is today. Uh, And so sustainable investing, uh, the sort of information advantage, the way it helps to generate stronger investment returns is by better understanding those uh, future trends, those positive future trends, uh, like improving resource efficiency. Um, And so that's one really important aspect of it. The second is Um, looking at how companies are managed. So, how do they actually manage their their broader environmental, social, and governance exposures? And there are countless examples of what happens when that goes wrong, uh, from BP's oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, Tesco misstating their report and accounts, Volkswagen with their Dieselgate scandal, the list goes on and on, and, and all of those have had negative impacts on investment returns. So we're looking for those companies that are benefiting from strong positive structural trends and which are really well managed in terms of their environmental, social and governance exposures as well.
0: Okay. So, you touched on returns there. Um, there is this view of traditional ethical investing, the negative screening that um, it, um, it, it results in lower returns. Um, but with this, it sounds this more positive approach in looking at companies that are focused on solutions, um, that investors don't have to worry about sacrificing investment returns so much. Would you say that's fair enough?
2: Uh, very definitely, very definitely. It's evolved into an investment strategy in its own right, which, uh, which can deliver stronger returns. And indeed, if you look at um, uh, sustainable funds uh, versus their uh, mainstream peers, you will find many sustainable funds having delivered strong long term returns and shorter time frame returns than their conventional peers. Um, so, so the idea that there's a, a kind of a give up in returns just doesn't hold water when you look at the evidence.
0: Okay. And what about um, investing for sort of stable income? Because traditionally, um, funds have often invested in uh, large oil companies and you know, some of those really big heavyweight um, FTSE 100 constituents for the dividend income. Um, and would, would you as a team um, invest in coal, oil and gas um, or anything like that to produce an income? Or are there other ways of doing that for investors?
2: Uh, A very interesting question, and and I think there there are a few angles to this. Uh, First of all, if you're investing in the big companies of today, they tend to have been the winners of the past. Um, And when we look at something like the energy sector, we think that's one area where there's a huge amount of change going on, uh, driven by concerns around climate change, but also because better and cheaper technologies are coming around. Um, so uh, you know, coal, for instance, I don't know if any right-minded uh, owner of a, a utility company would build a coal-fired power station today. Over the last three years, more than two-thirds of new electricity additions capacity has been into solar and wind. Uh, so the, the strength and the growth is coming through in renewables, which is, is challenging those incumbent fossil fuel companies. Just one statistic on that is that it's taken taken about 16 years to put on the first 1,000 gigawatts of solar and wind technology, uh, wind wind capacity in the electricity mix. The next 1,000 gigawatts, and, and in terms of just 50 gigawatts is roughly what the UK produces in terms of electricity, the next 1,000 gigawatts is going to come on stream in the next four years and it's going to cost half the price. So this is what we're looking for. We're looking for these massive rapid changes which are going on within society and within our economies and we're looking to back them. So we would say that actually there's a lot of risk in sitting in those larger companies that have been around for many, many years because the future isn't necessarily the same uh, as the present.
0: Okay. Harriet, you mentioned um, plastics in the ocean and solutions for plastics and being able to invest in those is really exciting. Um, what, What What issues particularly excite you the most um, about sustainable investing? well
1: we've got we've got um, 20 sustainable investment themes so
0: uh, there might be one
1: or two that really excite me but what we try and do is have a kind of really balanced uh, portfolio that has exposure to many of the different um, uh, themes um, so that's innovation and healthcare perhaps um, is what we invest in a number of companies one of them is Abcam and Thermo Fisher is another company we've got in there, which uh, makes kind of a gene sequencing equipment which makes us uh, understand better how to treat disease really. So, um, yeah, there's quite a lot of companies in the portfolios that are exciting in their own rights. But, um, uh, yeah, we try to get a kind of a, a balanced approach to it all.
0: Of course, different sectors and different... Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I think that's, that's the point. Is it's, it's not just any one sector. It's not just renewable energy. We, we go from um, investing in innovation in, in healthcare to um, companies involved in helping uh, cars become safer. Um, so companies like Infineon, which do the, the brains of cars. Uh, the, the the one thing we know is that as we move to more efficient cars, efficiently safer cars, they need more processing power in them. So a, a typical car today has about $300 worth of um, semiconductor equipment in it. The top of the range electric cars have more like $1,000 worth. So, you can invest behind this trend towards safer and cleaner cars.
1: Okay. And digital security is another um, uh, core cool theme in the funds. And um, so, here, what we try and do is we look at the market growth, at the market. Grow, uh, the market growth rates and what companies are exposed. So um, digital security is a market uh, that's worth about $40 billion and it's growing at nearly 20% per year. So we try to find companies within that. So um, Splunk is a US um, uh, company and it offers software uh, that has solutions for indexing data. Um, But about half of its revenues come from security related products. And so this enables customers to better detect and uh, respond to any threats. And as we move to you know increasing digital lives um a lot of that a lot of that data needs to be um needs to be managed and needs to be uh, looked after so um there's yeah there's lots of companies within digital security as well
0: is it difficult to find um the kind of best in class companies um in this area and and then if you think you found them how do you kind of know when all of this stuff is so new that they're the ones that you want to back
1: Well, we have, um, our process um, isn't just looking at the positive things, so we have to ensure that a company is exposed to um, a sustainable investment theme, um, but we also look at the business fundamentals and also valuation, and it's if those three things are pinpointing us to um, invest in the company, we will, but again, if we think the company is uh, really overvalued, however interesting it may be, um, we wouldn't be holding it in the funds.
2: It is a resource-intensive process, and... and analysts who can do both the sustainability and the financial analysis uh, are few and far between, so um, uh, we're, we're very pleased to have those on, on our team.
1: And it's also the engagement as well, so because we have an integrated team, it's the same analyst that conducts the valuation, the sustainability and also engages with the company as well. So uh, we think, find there's quite a lot of valuable information that you can um, obtain uh, engaging with companies on some of these kind of less financial issues like social and environmental um, issues. and. All of that information is then kind of used to better uh, inform our investment decisions.
0: Okay, well, it makes your job harder, right? When you have all of these other factors to take into account. Um, that you know, do, do, does this company also do this? Um, meet this sustainability criteria, and but it also makes it more interesting, I think, um, because you're taking into account so many more things that people care about, um, as well as the kind of risk return.
2: Fundamental stuff. They care. They, they, we we care about them as well. So we're all all sort of bought into this investment process. I, I think it's fair to say that none of us would be doing other strategies because we we believe that this one works. But it makes our day to day jobs more interesting because we're finding these companies doing really positive stuff for society and the environment. But it's also fascinating because. I've been doing this nearly 20 years and still it, it, I find it unbelievable how little attention is paid to these really important factors by most investors. And that's great for us because it means we can find the better investment ideas that are underappreciated by, by the rest of the market.
0: Yeah. Are you seeing more demand from investors for this, for this kind of strategy?
2: Definitely, for, from our perspective, uh, the last uh, last year and a half has been one of the strongest years in terms of new inflows, um, and we're seeing that um, across the board. And when we look at industry st- statistics as well, there seems to be a groundswell of, I guess, greater understanding that sustainable investment exists, and that's why we think Good Money Week is a, is a great idea to focus attention on it. Um, Uh, But also, I mean, if you think about how people shop and how they behave and how they want to participate in the economy, everyone cares much more about the provenance of where things come from and their broader impact, and that's translating into the investment arena as well. So we think it's only going to increase from here.
1: People are asking more questions as well, um, and yeah, uh, having, having an idea of what, what you invest in, which companies um, you hold in, in your funds, um, uh, is, is, a great, is a great thing. I think that, you know, if anyone that has investments uh, should really be able to say which companies they invest in um, uh, through their funds.
0: Okay, and is it okay for, for so it, this this idea will appeal to lots of people who maybe haven't invested before, but maybe they you know their their incomes starting to rise and they can put some spare cash aside. Um, is it suitable for them, or you know should they kind of steer clear of this this type of strategy as a newbie, or is it okay?
2: I, I think it is definitely suitable for people who are just beginning their investment journey. The, the thing that I, I find fascinating about it is that you, you see where your money is going, the sort of positive bits of the economy or your uh, investment is going into, and you can maybe gain more of an interest and understanding of types of companies that, that you're, you're investing behind. Um, as, a, as an investment strategy, we've made it very clear that we put our funds in a variety of risk buckets, so we have a range of funds which are exactly analogous to uh, kind of more conventional funds in terms of their risk risk categorization. So, if you think of it, it's just a, a different way of generating strong investment returns, uh, but doing it in a way which meets with people's personal values as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I quite like talking about my interest in sustainable investing and perhaps you too. do you talk to your friends and your family about what you do perhaps more than you would if you were kind of investing in oil and tobacco and yeah I think it's thing. definitely
1: something that I can feel proud of you know investing in companies that are doing right by society and environment isn't necessarily something you, I should really be up to have to hide um, and uh, and yeah I think um, also just letting people know that there is this way of investing as well is really important
2: it, it's changed as well over the years I mean we've been in when we've First, started yeah. doing this, oh. it, it was it, people would sort of say, what? Why would you care about what a company does, you know, or whether it has negative impacts on society and the environment? Whereas now, it, it's more the question is much more about, Oh, well, how do you do it? Yeah. It's, so it's become much more sophisticated, which is great.
1: Yeah, when I first started, there was you know people actively trying to warn me that oh no, ethical investment—you really shouldn't bother with that. You know that isn't how anyone's going to make money. You know you're wasting your time, quite frankly. <laughs> and you know it's quite it's quite nice to kind of know that how, how, how times have changed, really.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice that we've. I, I feel we have moved into this kind of. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you invest sustainably? There's no. it sounds like there's no good reasons anymore not to. Um. So. Um, how can people invest for themselves then in, in the Sustainable Futures Funds?
2: Really, the roots are the same as for any other fund. So the Sustainable Funds, our Sustainable future Funds are available on every main sort of platform out there. Um, equally, you can go via an investment advisor uh, and it's worth asking the question if you have an investment advisor about it. It might be that they don't know much about it and try and fob you off, in which case uh, we'd recommend uh, so, sort of looking at, there's a, um, an organization called UXIF, uh, and they have a list of specialist uh, investment advisors who specialize in sustainable funds. Uh, and also, there's a, a website called Fund Eco Market, which uh, has details on a lot of sustainable investment funds as well.
1: I think also um, that, yeah, people should be looking for transparency as well, so um, uh, any fund that um, they want to select should be very clear about what is out and what is excluded, um, and also how they um, positively invest in companies and what the process is there, but also um, uh, what holdings are in the portfolio, is it just the top 10 holdings that are shown, or can you see all of the holdings, and um, and also what uh, voting and engagement um, is conducted um, for the funds as well. So Quite important.
0: Okay, all right. So, they're the things to look out for. From If you if you have decided that you want to invest sustainably, these are the kind of transparency, engagement, presumably also regularity of communication would be one thing um, to think about as well. Um, Definitely, and then the
2: type of communication, because really we, we think that these funds are suitable for people who obviously care about how much money they make, how much for investment return they make, but it's also about how they make that, that money or how they make those investment returns. And, and that's what we're trying to provide as so much colour and transparency about.
0: Okay, well, I, th- I mean, I, I feel like I know quite a lot more about the funds today. That's really brilliant. Thank you. Um, and I think that anybody who has seen any of the programmes on Plastic in the Ocean, um, only last night, in fact, I was watching Plastics in the Ocean programme, um, or, or is kind of engaged in thinking more about what they can do, this is a really meaningful way that they can actually do something beyond the recycling you know, beyond trying to use less plastic. Um, Perhaps most people haven't thought of, but hopefully as they kind of get into investing and that investment journey, um, these things will kind of catch on a bit more. Um, Thank you so much for being our first podcast guinea pigs. Um, And yeah, I'd just like to say, um, Peter and Harriet, I hope we have you back on again at some point talking about sustainable investing um, in in its many forms Um, perhaps next time we can look at one specific theme and really unpick it that would be great Um, so thank you
2: great we'd love to thank Thank you. you thank you